Hello! We're coming to you live on a Google Hangout on a Wednesday night, and that could only mean one thing. It's the Natty Bros Podcast. I'm Zach Brooks. And I'm Anthony D'Angelo. Coming up on the pod, pack your bags. We're taking you on a journey. We'll talk about the tourney, and we'll put the frosting on some end-of-season cupcakes. But first, our usual house business, uh, if you're not already, find us on uh, Twitter at Natty Bros. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, the old Facebook.com. Uh, slash Natty Bros. Uh, and as always on our website, nattybros.com, where you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You also can so, subscribe to us on uh, Stitcher. Do you use Stitcher, Anthony? Ooh. You know, I, I've got the app, but I feel like a lot of the things that I um, that I could access through Stitcher, I already subscribed to on iTunes. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, that's, a, that's another way to do it. Uh, yeah. If you're an Android person, Stitcher is really good because... Uh, you can get that on your phone directly. And it'll give you some recommendations. And uh, we'll have some other phone app recommendations coming up. Spoiler alert. Damn. Yeah. Damn. All, all, already. Already. Um, well, you know, we're, it, it's the week before. And, and, and while, we're, while we're spoiling things, um, you know, a, a, bit of a, a bit of a preview to next week's pod. If, if, you, if you're only going to listen to the first five minutes of this pod, you're going to want to listen to next week's pod. We're doing a whole Thanksgiving or a tea Thanksgiving theme podcast next week. So, um, food, football, fun, and Tom Hanks. Tea, and Tom Hanks, T. Hanks. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he may be on the show. He may not. I don't know. You're just going to have to listen to find out. Yeah. And, uh, we might be putting the feelers out there for a guest. I feel like the, the Thanksgiving spectacular deserves a guest. Um, so if you've ever wanted to be a guest on the Natty Bros Podcast, uh, inquire within. Tweet at us or email us or Facebook us, yeah. and we'll talk. You you may or may not be accepted. So, yeah. it's, a, it's a high fraternity of guests of the Natty Bros Podcast. And, and you know, something, I'm just going to throw this out there now. Um, you know, a, a lot of you may already be planning your, your leftover sandwich strategies. Um, you know, p- please, you know, tweet us at Natty Bros on our, our Facebook page. You know, when you when you do get, you know, we'll we'll talk about this a bit bit more next week. But you know, start. We we will pick a winner of the of the best leftover sandwich. Uh, tweeted at us or posted on our Facebook page, and we will uh we'll have some sort of an award or prize or, 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 or special uh, shout-out. Anthony, you cut out um, at, the, at the prime moment of that message, which was where you said, oh, no. do something, something, and then you came back and said, age. I'm assuming you weren't talking about people's ages. You were saying to post your favorite leftover sandwich on our Facebook page. Yeah, page. There it is. Not, 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 not like ASL, but like page, as in like our, our Facebook page. Or page but, us. You, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that kind of like inbox us, but like 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 older? It's like a text um, message. It's the it's the original text message. Nice, but you know, but before we get to the tea Thanksgiving and leftover sandwiches and all that good stuff next week, we have a lot uh, going on this week, uh, including this isn't exactly breaking brews, but you were. I'll, I'll tell you, what, I, I will let you set this up since this is something so near and dear to your heart. This and, happened in your head. Yeah. Uh, you don't think this is breaking bruise? This happened like an hour ago. Well, two hours ago, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, like, what, what constitutes breaking news? Like, is it within a couple hours? Is it within like the first five minutes? Like, well, what? now, I mean, now news breaks and it's the story's already over in yeah. 45 minutes. Like, yeah. I, was, I was in somewhere where I couldn't get to my phone. I got back, I turned, on, I turned my phone on, and I had all these text messages and emails and, and tweets uh, because the Tigers have traded Prince Fielder, who uh, most of you who've listened to a recent podcast know I've not been a fan of his lack of playoff production, uh, this year especially, but last year as well. Um, and they traded him to the Texas Rangers, so he's still in the American League, uh, he will most surely be playing against us at some point in like a playoff game and hit three home runs. I'm, I know that's sure. Happen. Yeah. Well, and, and you're and, and you're getting uh, 31 year old Ian Kinsler out of it, uh, a a uh, an all star second baseman uh, in his own right, and, a, and um, like a, a manageable a manageable salary. 
I well, I mean, look, I mean, pretty much anything's manageable compared to what Prince was making. But right, you know, you know, before we we go too too deep into those numbers, as as a fan, obviously, you were really excited about this, and and I guess here here's my initial question. You you know you know when Prince Fielder came in you know obviously it was it was big news for for you know for for Tigers fans you know his father played for the Tigers this was kind of like a like a like a legacy pickup beyond the fact that he was incredible with Milwaukee and uh, you know you look at his regular season stats his regular season stats were really really good averaged two ninety five he had like fifty five home runs over the course of two seasons so on and so forth and I guess my question is. You know, obviously, you're happy because that that he's leaving, and, and the first thing you pointed to was um, was, was postseason stats. And I guess my, my question is, from a fan perspective, you know, do, do you think that we put too much stake in postseason stats? You look at at a Rod, right? You know, for years, you know, the knock against a Rod was, yeah, sure, you know, he he did all these things, but you look at, you know, he he's you know he's always been awful in the World Series. Is that do we put too much stock in postseason stats? I don't think so. I mean, it's it's hard because postseason stats is obviously a very small sample size. You might only get yeah, you know get. two Super Bowls, and if you lose in both of them, you're the Super Bowl losing quarterback twice. Uh, sure, and, and that's how Peyton Manning was judged. But look at how his legacy has changed since he won one Super Bowl. So it doesn't take it doesn't take amazing postseason success. It just takes success at some point. And Prince Fielder in Milwaukee and in Detroit never had that. And we didn't give him that massive contract to come in and play well in April. If if, if the Tigers would have beaten the Red Sox and beaten, beaten the Cardinals and won the World Series this year, even if he would have had the same numbers he had during this playoffs, do you think that they would have traded him? I think so, because I think... They realize that that contract. I mean, that contract in seven years, if he's the production he's having now, it's not going to get yeah. that much better. It might, it, he might get some better, but in seven years, he's not going to. He's not a guy who's in incredible shape, and he's this athlete <laughs> who's gonna who's gonna be really good at, at you know what thirty seven years old or whatever yeah. he's at the end of this contract. I mean, his production is just going to go down, um, and I, I do think the contract was front loaded, so we paid more in the beginning, but. It's still a lot of money that we have freed up now. I mean, there's not a salary cap in baseball, but it's still money we have freed up to um, to pay for Max Scherzer to stick around and to extend Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, I, I think that that's that's a great point. And I also firmly believe whenever you can get a serviceable infielder, you got to do it because, especially middle infielders, because yeah. you know second base when you shortstop, they just don't come around that often. How, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we both know a lot of Detroit Tigers fans. Like, you know, was, 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 he, was he a big enough star for people to really be, be upset about this? Or is this just going to be one of those things? It's like, okay, well, you know, at least we don't have this contract anymore. A majority of people I've seen are pretty excited about it. The people I've seen that are not excited about it are, are mainly women. And they're sad because their snuggle baby is gone. And, and you know he oh he's so cute we're gonna we're he's, we're is losing that, is that, Prince Fielder is is that suitable for work is this is that more of like a like a natty pro like after dark kind of I, I think that's a before dark I mean snuggle oh, buddy okay. snuggle buddy is okay right <laughs> I guess so yeah I guess so uh, well you know if if you're a uh, you know if you're a, a, a Detroit Tigers fan and and you have um, you know if if you have an opinion on this you know feel feel free to tweet us at Natty Bros. It's and, interesting uh, because it, it's such a small period of time. I mean, we only had him two seasons. And, and, and Miguel Cabrera did put up amazing numbers with him batting behind him. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how that affects Miguel Cabrera. Uh, but, it, you know, do you have guys that have played on your teams that have come in with really high expectations and, and not lived up to what you were expecting and then kind of had short-lived jaunts on your team? I mean, I, I feel like you see this in soccer a lot, and, and I think I think part of it is, you know, I mean, f- first of all, I feel like there's there's just a lot more turnover in players with soccer, mm-hmm. you know, be, because guys are just bought and sold all the time. I mean, you know, look at I'll, I'll just use my own example with with Tottenham Hotspur in England. You know, we 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 bought all these players, you know, at the beginning of the season. Some of them, frankly, have not lived up to the wage in which we, you know, the amount of money that we spent to to buy them. 
Um, but I feel like, you know, I feel like sports like soccer and football and basketball are slightly different because there's there's a a team integration kind of you know period that that you should expect a player to to kind of go through in order to be used to playing with the team, right? Mm-hmm. With, with with baseball, you don't have that. Like you know, the the, the guy's up by himself at the point. He's either going to hit or he's not. It doesn't matter. I mean, with, with the exception of okay, well, you know, if you're batting behind Miguel Cabrera, you know, you're you're going to get you're you're going to you know see you know folks on base more often. But you know, by and large, it doesn't impact. Um, you know, it doesn't impact your your kind of your day to day playing. So I I, th- I think with I think with with baseball, there's there's less of a leeway with somebody coming in and you know not making a an impact. I mean, I feel like there's a definitely an integration into the clubhouse, though, because the clubhouse is so important. Fitting in with the clubhouse is so important in baseball. Yeah, but I think you would say that about any sport, though, right? I mean, you <laughs> you look at you know you look at the Miami Dolphins right now. I mean, that th- that that that's a perfect example of you know a, a a locker room just in disarray, and you know you, you see how it's it's impacted the team. So, um. It's, it, it, one of the ones I, I this reminds me a lot of as a Detroit fan. It's it's what I keep thinking about is is when the Tigers or the Pistons. I'm sorry, when the Pistons traded for Allen Iverson a couple years ago. Hmm. I don't know if you remember that they traded Johnson Phillips and some uh, some cap relief um, for Allen Iverson, and the idea was that Braun was a free agent. Um, and and I was pretty excited to see Alan. You know, it's like Alan, oh, it's Allen Iverson. He's going to come in and average like forty points. And he just yeah, he's kind of mediocre older guard when he played for us. Um, and it's not it wasn't under the same hype as Prince Fielder, but he was only there a year, and it was just kind of a, a period that people don't really talk about. Yeah, and and I think you know, I, I think to kind of get back to kind of the, the whole concept of like fan expectations for players. Um, you know, h- how much of that is on, you know, I mean, who, who really sets that, right? Is that something that, that the team sets? Is that something that, like, the fan base kind of organically sets? Is that the media? Is it the player to some extent? You know, h- how do we kind of establish fan expectations in the first place? I think, I mean, I think it, it, it's such a combination. It's it, You look at a player, you know, Prince Fielder's coming in and he's getting this massive contract, you know, second highest paid player in all of baseball. And you expect that he's going to produce for that money. And if he doesn't, then that's when you, that's when you start getting, getting mad, especially with a sport like basketball or football, where you actually have a salary cap. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And, and I, I think, and you're right. The salary cap does make a huge difference because when, when you're, you're now talking about, well, you know, if this guy was actually, you know, earning, you know the x amount of money that you know that 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 we're paying him you know then then we could justify not paying all these other guys so um well you know again you know certainly if if you're uh, if you're listening at home let us know um and you know and if if there are there are folks who who you think are the opposite you know who who came in with high expectations and have uh and have exceeded them uh you know tweet us and uh you know, you should, you should let us know. Yeah, if you're a, if you're a Broncos fan, you'd probably be saying that about Peyton Manning right now. Yeah, and yeah, probably would be saying the opposite about Tim Tebow. Yes. Yeah. But I, I guess Tebow got them a playoff win. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you're a Jets fan, you'd be saying it about Tebow. Yeah. Um, but if you're a Jets fan, I mean, you're probably used to saying that anyway. So. If uh, like if our Miami Vikings fan is listening. Uh, <laughs> Is, you know, do you feel that way about Josh Freeman? Did you have high expectations of Josh Freeman coming in this year? I, I don't think anybody had a high expectations for Josh Freeman coming in. I mean, he was he was chased out of Tampa Bay, which is not exactly a, a quarterback factory. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know if anybody knows what the hell happened to Josh Freeman. I mean, he just kind of fell apart. But you know, they, you know, pardon the quasi-pun here, but I mean, they just had to throw a Hail Mary and hope that something, you know, something actually happened, and it didn't. Yeah. Uh, so. One topic I'd love to get into, not tonight, but some other time, is is do fans turn on athletes quicker now because of social media? 
How does that, you know, is it just like you could instantly, principle of the strike's not, you could instantly take to Facebook and Twitter and complain about it? Oh, I, I mean, I, I, I definitely think so. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a doubt about it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's not only that, but like, you know, if, in the old days, if Prince Fielder had, had a, what, you know, a bad game here or there, you know, odds are you, you might not have caught it right because maybe like a game was blacked out or, you know, a game was on, you know, they were playing away and, you know, you, you couldn't catch like a local feed or something like that. But now, you know, you know, we, we can not only catch every game, but we could sit in front of our computer and watch, you know, instantaneously everyone's reaction to every single play. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot harder to kind of hide from bad games. Um, and then, you know, and look, and you've got things like, like sports center that do, you know, like not top 10 and then they'll do, you know, you know, stuff like that, where if you, if you mess up, you're, you're on national TV repeatedly that, you know, you know, for pretty much every hour, every day. Yeah, it's the reason why I'm not a professional athlete, just because I didn't want the embarrassment of, like, you know, if I screwed up once, I wouldn't want anybody talking about it. So I, I decided to go the other route. Yeah, safe. Safe and smart. Yeah, safe and smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, let's, uh, let's talk about something a little bit more positive than, than bus. Let's talk about, about booking. Booking.com. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this podcast is not brought to you by Booking.com, but we would love to be brought to you by anybody, pretty much. Books, <laughs> um, Booking, um, Brooking, uh, the Institute, the Brooking yeah, Institute. Yeah. Um, Senator Cory Booker um, w- w- would be great. Um, oh, you remember, w- w- what was the, the name of the rest tour? Um, uh, Booker T. Oh, Booker T would, 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 would be great. Any of those people. <laughs> <Book> T. <laughs> I don't know what he. I don't. I don't know what he did. I just. Yeah. <laughs> if if any of those people would like to sponsor us, that that that, that would be great. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, we we've we've both been. Um. Well, you know, first of all, we're like thirty six days till till Yo London. Oh man, um, Yo uh, London, so soon. Cheerio. Uh, <laughs> Mate, our you know our our epic uh, London journey, um, but not only that, but I mean you've got you were just racking up the frequent flyer miles. Yeah, I'm racking them, uh, racks on racks, <laughs> rack city up in here. Yeah, so I uh, you know I wanted to add the topic of booking sports vacations. And Yo London is, is is a sports vacation for you, especially because you're a, you're a Tottenham fan, and we're going to a Tottenham game. Yeah, but I, before we even go to London, I am in the process of booking a trip to Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship football game. The London of the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, at least the London of Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually really enjoy Indianapolis. I went there for the Big Ten Championship game a couple of years ago, and, and it was a great time. I had a great time. So I'm excited for, for this, and, and knock on wood, we'll be there. We have not clinched a spot in Indianapolis yet. We have clinched a share of the Big Ten Championship, but if we lose our last two games and Minnesota wins, then they would actually take the spot, not us. So, hmm. you know, what? what is the, the best way karma-wise to, um, to book a trip like this? I mean, you know, I, I'm not, I haven't booked a flight yet, but I'm, I'm close on housing, and I'm starting to, you know, I'm telling people I'm going... Am I am I kind of like taking a chance here that I, I, I'm risking karma by saying you know I'm I'm going and before we've actually clinched it? I have I have two words for you, and and I think the, these are the two most important words when when thinking about booking sports travel: refundable flights. I I, I think that you know I, I think it's smart to to be booking now. You know you know certainly. You know, the, the price of airfare can can, can increase exponentially sometimes, um, but you, you know I feel like karma wise you kind of want to cover your bases. And I always feel like a good old fashioned refundable flight is is, is just just what the doctor ordered for that. Do refundable flights work like that though? Because I've looked at like travel insurance and it, and it says it'll cover for certain illnesses and weather. But if I was just like, oh, I'm not going to go. I don't. I, I've never canceled a flight before. But like, I'm not going. 
Oh, I, I don't know. I've, uh, so the flight is the one that I was like, I'm not booking that till we clinch. So yeah, yeah, and hopefully this we clinch this weekend. Either we win or they lose this weekend or both. Um, and then next weekend, you know, say say it was close. We actually play Minnesota next week, so that game would be for the trip to Indy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I, th- I think it also helps that like you're you're flying to a city where you, you're flying out of a city that has three airports. <laughs> Right, and, and and you can get a lot of flights to a city that I, I think you know has a lot of flights that come into it. So, you know that helps you. You know, if if you're in a smaller market, so like let's say that you are in, I don't know, Charleston, South Carolina, right? Or or or, or frankly, like like you know, well, I, I guess you know Vegas has a lot of flights that come in and out. You know, I th- I think you you would you would want to kind of. You know, you might need to be more aggressive because you just have fewer options organically. So. And I already know what flights I want to take, and I, I, I do worry those flights are going to fill up. Uh, um, I mean, as soon as I know I'm going, I, I want to book it. But yeah, and, and I, I think that makes I think it makes a lot of sense. I just um, if 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 the unimaginable happens and somehow we don't make this game, I will never be planning any sports trip early again. I think that's well, that's what it kind of. Well, again, you know, a little little knocking on wood, but I guess be, beyond beyond all the potential negative, let's you know we like to focus on the positive here. We should. We what, should. what what makes a good sports trip? What what makes a good sports sports uh, centered vacation? Is the number one item a win? <sighs> um. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's number one. But I, I I think that that part of I think part of booking and planning a good sports trip is having an, enough of other things in there to basically um, almost counter for it in case you lose. Yeah, and I think right. that's that's really important. You have to have that. So so like, what what, what is the best sports related trip you've ever been on? I haven't been on a lot. I don't think that have been far away. I mean, I went to last year. I went to Pittsburgh, um, yeah, for a Tigers for a Tigers Pirates game, and I went for the weekend and went to the whole series. That was probably the best one I've been on. But I haven't gone on a lot of sports related trips. Uh, yeah, I, I I really haven't either. I mean, I think you know I went up to Salt Lake City um, over the summer for to see the U.S. Men's National Team play, and and that was, I mean. It was fine, you know. The, the you know we ended up winning the game, and so you know I, I got the you know the number one priority checked off, and mm-hmm. you, know, you know Salt Lake City, like you know I really didn't get much of a chance to explore the seedy underbelly of of Salt Lake, but you know I I you know enjoyed my 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 short time there. Um, I think yeah, a really big really... part of a really big part of sports trips is being around other fans, fans that you already know and friends that you can see there, but also just yeah. other other fans of the same team. When I went to the Big Ten Championship two years ago, we met all kinds of Michigan State fans, and they were friends of friends, or they were people who maybe I, you know, they posted on the same Michigan State message board that I had read or something like that. Uh, and it just being around other other like-minded individuals. Yeah. No, and, and I think that's, you know, I, I think that's that's absolutely true, and, and I think that um, you know, like supporters clubs and supporters groups. So, like, I know for, for for U.S. men's national team games, American Outlaws, which is the the U.S. soccer supporters group, they'll do you know the the morning or like the, the the night before the game, they'll do like a big you know a big party, and they'll have you know like 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 former players come in and 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 be there, and you know like the, the commentators for the game will, will will come and show up, and it'll be you know just kind of a a, a big to do. So. Yeah, I, I think you know supporters clubs doing that are, are a, you know, a, a big part of of what makes a, a good, you know, a, a good trip possible. A really cool thing that the Big Ten does for the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis is they have specific bars set up for each division. So no matter what team wins, you know, bars A, B, and C are for the Legends Division champion. So you'll see, you know, you'll see fans of both teams in there, but mainly you'll see fans of of Michigan State in there. And then the other, you know, bars five, six, seven are for the leaders division. And so that, you know, we'd see Ohio state fans in there. 
and it yeah. just kind of it, it just kind of points it out like okay this is where you're going to see friendly people and it's a great way to go in there and you'll see people everybody in there is rooting for your team so it's very easy to you know meet people and talk to them and you know go green to them and things like that yeah yeah well any anything else before we uh, we we pack up and depart on this uh this topic or is there a food of indie like is there something i should try to get while i'm there but what is it like that? The like, I don't know. Well, well, you know, we 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 talked about the uh, the pork tenderloin sandwich. What was a, a big Indiana thing? I, I would I would recommend trying to find a place where you can get a good pork tenderloin sandwich. Um, and uh, you know, tweet it out. Let what America know that you're celebrating with a sandwich. Oh, always celebrate with a sandwich. And if yeah. you are a uh, if you're a former indie fan or resident and you have some recommendations of places to go i think we'll be there two nights so uh, especially friday night we'll have a little bit of flexibility uh let me know tweet at us yeah and, and, and you can and you can use the hashtag uh celebration sandwich yeah. to, to let us know that you're you're still with us <laughs> um so you know i i think i uh i, I really didn't get a chance to read too much into this but you know, we're we're we're, we're talking about um, you know sports travel and, and big big sports occasions that you might book a trip for, and, and I think you know I I, I think in, in the United States the the biggest one is March Madness, right? I I feel like like going and traveling to March Madness and and, and being a part of it partially because it's the whole month, but. You know, because it's it's also you know a, a, around the country, and you you'll have an opportunity to go to a bunch of different venues to watch games. Um, but you know, the way that we the we the way that we watch March Madness is going to be a little bit different this year or next year. Starting this year, and it's actually just the Final Four. It's not all of March Madness. Okay. Um. So so what the uh, I think it's Anselmo who announced it, or maybe it was Turner who announced it. Uh, for the Final Four, usually those games are. Uh, I think they're just on CBS, and there's there's two Final Four games that Saturday, and then the national championship on Monday. Uh, and this year, what they're going to do is they're also going to simulcast the games on True TV and TNT, which is where they show some of the other tournament games. Uh, and during the Final Four, each of those channels will have a local broadcast uh, of the of the game. So the camera angles will focus more on whichever team's broadcast you're watching. The announcers will be more... I don't think it's going to be the home announcers for the teams, but it's going to be announcers who are more familiar with the team um, and, and ones who have covered them throughout the year. And so you'll have your option when you're watching. You can watch the, the Team A broadcast, the Team B broadcast, or the national broadcast. I, uh, I absolutely love this idea. I mean, I, I, th- I think this is fantastic, and, and I think it's a... I think it's a, it's a real it shows a real understanding in in how how personal college sports are to a lot of folks, mm-hmm. right? And, and and how you know a lot of you know especially during during March Madison, especially when we get into into the latter rounds, you know the, you know the Elite Eight and the Final Four and the championship game, how how people get you know fans of those teams get very very invested, and, and I feel like like a lot of times folks who who have to endure a, a Dick Vitale or, or, or someone who's just kind of generic talking about their team, you know, you know, e- even if they haven't seen a lot of those games um, or, you know, a Jalen Rose, for example, you know, that, that sitting there and talking about, you know, your team, even though he hasn't seen, you know, a single regular season game, uh, I, I think it'd be immensely frustrating. I think the, the great thing about this is that it's not a cash grab. Because no. if your team is in the Final Four, you're going to be watching that game no matter what. You're not going to not watch it because it's national announcers. Yeah. So they're really, and if you're a, if you're a neutral fan, you're not going to watch the the Team A game. You're going to watch the national game for the most. I mean, maybe you would, but I, I don't think very many people are going to do that. So you're not getting a new audience by doing this, but you're showing a commitment to the fan experience that you want the fans to really enjoy the the broadcast and you want to put on a production yeah and and i i wonder i kind of wonder like what the next step is with this right i mean because again we're talking about you know more customized fan experiences for you know for fans anywhere right so so again like you 
you know, you don't have to be sitting in East Lansing to to get a more MSU based, you know, feed of the Final Four game, right? Which, which I think is 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 something that I don't know, like. I feel like with with technology, we we have we have the ability to get more and more almost localized and personalized uh, coverage of of games. So you know, this could be you know it could be huge for a lot of people. Oh, definitely. And how many you know how many ESPN channels don't have anything on them during a big football game? That you know they're 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 being you know they're showing Sports Center or they're showing like weightlifting or something. That why couldn't during a big Monday Night Football game they have the National Monday Night Football on ESPN and they have the Baltimore feed on ESPN two and they have the Indianapolis feed on on ESPN U or even all that online um, or Fox with Fox Sports one and Fox Sports two during during World Series games. I mean, you could take this so many different ways if, if the yeah. Nets really, really bought into it and wanted to do it. I mean, I think you would have to do it during, during broadcasts where you're comfortable splitting your viewership up. Because cause remember, now you're talking about if, if you're buying ads, right? Like, it used to be okay, like you know, I I could buy ads on a Final Four game, and I know I get X amount of viewers. But now you're talking about potentially cutting your viewership by by two thirds by having three different broadcasts, right? So you know, what, what does that what does that mean for the amount of ad revenue that you know that 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 you know CBS is going to be able to get out of out of these games? I mean, theoretically, they could get the same. It would just be that, you know, they, they would be simulcasting the, the commercials, too. So if the, the commercial parts are going to be all at the same time, because it's going to be the same, essentially the same broadcast. So if, if M&M's buys a commercial, they would just get a commercial on all three. Yeah, I, I don't... I mean, but with that being said, like, if, if I'm, you know, if, if I'm, like, a Michigan-based company... You know, I I would probably want to buy ads specifically on the that a channel that is focusing on on Michigan State during that game, right? Whereas, like, I wouldn't care about the you know you know channel B or C that's focused on Duke, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just you know I I wouldn't want to touch that audience, but I can touch you know a lot of people who are either from Michigan or or live in Michigan or whatever. And that's a it's a great opportunity. I don't know. I don't think. It, I don't know if it's going to get to that point where they can sell. Like they're doing a localized food. They're going to do localized commercials. I don't know. Yeah, it, 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 it maybe at some point. I just don't see it happening this quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, look, if if you're if you're out there in in you know if you would um, forego the national broadcast in favor of something a bit more localized, tweet at us and let us know. Um, you know, you know, put, put a put a comment up on our, our Facebook page. Um, and uh, let us know which uh, which way you plan on watching the Final Four. I think the most interesting thing to watch will be who they pick as the announcers. I mean, like what I saw in the in the article, they talked about if Michigan State makes the Final Four, they would use a guy like Steve Smith, who yeah. went to Michigan State but and is a current broadcaster. Okay, well, that's kind of a fit, but what about a team that doesn't really have a fit like that? Would they just plug a guy in there who like, knows the conference? Because um, that's not—I mean—that's not, I mean, not going to be your your Michigan State announcers. Yeah, I mean, my my, my guess is is that they'll, you know, and, and and perhaps they end up doing something where they they get a more local, you know, like like analyst and and like a national play by play guy, right? And they they kind of see if they if they work together. But but frankly, in my mind, it doesn't make sense to kind of play around with with broadcast teams on something like the final four, because, you know, that's where you want your a guys, right? Like, you know, you know, that that's where you want the best broadcasters possible because, you know, a, a, a shitty broadcaster on a big game can, can really, you know, can take away from, from the experience of the game. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll be really interesting to watch how this works out. Um, but the, you know, the, the, the first time that they announced something with True TV and TNT, where the the tournament was going to be on on all those channels, you could watch every game every time. It worked out really well. So uh, let's hope this is just as successful. Yeah, and let's hope we're we're hearing some Michigan State broadcasts and they make the Final Four. Exactly. Well, let's uh, let's let's move on to our our, our third topic here. Um, 
we are not talking about actual cupcakes, right? We're, we're not talking in your, your 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 frosted, your 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 filled cupcakes, your uh, I, I don't know. Your some your, of these football players probably like cupcakes. Ooh, all right. Well, that's 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 a good enough tie-in. So, um, the the SEC, which is uh, which is known for two things, I guess, speed and easy end-of-year schedules. <laughs> um, you know. With 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 some of their their teams playing some uh some some you know some gimme games at the end of the season is is this who 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 exactly is this good for? I think it's good for the SEC teams because it gives their players a chance to get some rest. I mean, like this week we're looking at Alabama is playing Chattanooga, who's actually eight and three from the but they're from the Southern Conference. They're not going to compete with Alabama. No, um, I mean. Florida State is playing Idaho. We've got um, Clemson playing the Citadel. Uh, these are all teams playing weak out-of-conference teams. Um, teams, come, teams traveling across the country probably to come to their house. Late in the season when the teams are supposed to be at their best. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and you know, that's, that's not what the fans want to see. I mean, I don't want to see the, the, you know, the best team play the worst team. Well, out of well, conference, we're saying it doesn't even matter. Well, this, this is my this is my my question though. You know, for for Alabama, for example, you know this this game against Chattanooga is the their last home game of the season, right? Which probably means it's it's the the senior game, which means that you know for them this is kind of a an opportunity to you know play their seniors for three quarters and then let you know let let some of like the the younger kids come in for. You know, for the fourth, and you know, kind of do whatever. Like, is is that kind of why you do it? I guess I don't. I don't really understand why. Because the Big Ten, basically, all of our out of conference games are early in the season. And so yeah. you have those preseason out of conference games, and then you have your your conference games. Which even if you're playing, you know, a, a lower conference team, it's still a conference game. It's still it's still hard, and it still affects if you're going to make the conference championship game. Yeah. And I mean, if, obviously, if Alabama loses to Chattanooga, they're not going to make the national championship anymore. So they have a lot on the line. But I mean, does anybody think that this is going to be a game after the first quarter? No, no. I mean, but with that being said, I mean, Alabama can play anybody but maybe, you know, two or three teams in the entire country. And, and it wouldn't really be much of a game after the first quarter. Yeah. So um, it just you, know, you have you have a team like. Like, um, you know, Minnesota, for example, who's playing Wisconsin, a really tough game. It's a rivalry game. And for them, it's for their chance at the Big Ten Championship. If they lose this game, they're out of it. So they're playing they're playing a really tough game. It's going to be a really entertaining game. And then you have South Carolina playing Coastal Carolina. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got you've got the Gators playing. You know, you have them playing Georgia Southern. Now, with that being said, Georgia Southern has a better record than the Gators right now. So there is there is that. Um, but I, you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, still like you know, Bama still plays Auburn in the Iron Bowl in the last week of the season. Florida still plays Florida State in the last week of the season. So I guess it's it's kind of. You know, for a lot of these these SEC schools, it, it may be their, you know, kind of the, you know, the the, the long deep breath before they plunge into their big rivalry games. Yeah, I just I, I just I don't know. As a fan, I really don't like it because like I want to see the number one team in the country play. You know, even if they're playing somebody who's not, you know, if they're playing like a team from their conference who's already very good, they're playing Vanderbilt or or Kentucky. At least it's a conference game. At least it has some sort of significance. I just don't see a significance yeah. in, in, you know, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and again, I think, you know, it seems like a lot of these guys are playing at home, and this this may be their... I mean, it, it just, it seems like a lot of these teams their last week of the season are rivalry games, and, you know, for, you know, for some of these guys, this is effectively a bye week. So, I don't know. I, I think... I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I, you know, I think we're all looking forward to you know these big rivalry games in a couple of weeks. But it, you know, it, it's it's also like the weekend before Thanksgiving. So yeah, yeah I just want to watch. I just want to watch good matchups. I don't. Want, I don't want to yeah. watch blowouts. 
Yeah. Well, you know, and, and if if it's something that, that you're concerned or care about, tweet at us at Natty Bros, and uh, let, let us let us know. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, there's still some good games this weekend, though. I, uh, yeah. Bay- Baylor, Oklahoma State will be really good, and we got what else do we have? Arizona State, UCLA, and all the Big Ten action is important for Michigan State. So. Yeah, and you know, for for Notre Dame. We point BYU, and we're gonna lose horribly to Stanford. But um, if if we can if we can win this, and we could be eight and four, we can get into like the you know the the, the Blimpy's big bonanza sandwich bowl or something like that. I don't know. I'm playing that bowl. Damn. <laughs> Damn. They should do a bowl game in bowl. London. How sweet would that be to go to a bowl game while we're over there? God, it'd be be fantastic. It would probably be like. What Boston College versus Virginia Tech or, or something, you know, East Coast. Yeah, Coast, but I mean, it's it's also really hard because December is is, is a really busy month for for soccer in, mm-hmm. in in England, where they you know like they they just stack a bunch of games going up into like in, like up into the end of the year. So it, it would just be, I don't know, it, it'd be so hard to. Um, you know, to compete against like big EPL teams. Is that why the Jaguars don't have a uh, a London game or over there? Is that the yeah, pretty reason? much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that 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 and Tebow. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, speaking of you know, speaking of the NFL and and, and Tebow, I don't know. Um, Tebow's going to be an announcer. They're saying already. Yeah. I, I mean, I and and. and you know, I, I was like an awful announcing article. They're you know, they're like like running through all the the networks he could potentially sign with. I I, I honestly don't even want to acknowledge it. I, I don't even and, until it happens, and even then, I don't want to acknowledge it. It'd be interesting to see somebody become an announcer so quickly after they were just playing, though. They might, he, might, he might he might offer some pretty interesting perspective, especially someone who is younger than myself. Yeah, <laughs> like like he's he's only twenty six. Right, I don't know. Yeah, that's just the, the whole situation's kind of messed up. Yeah. Um. But you know, what's uh? I don't think we've done a fantasy mate, uh, fantasy mainstay set, uh, in a while. Segment no, in a while. But you know, we're coming up to the last two weeks of the fantasy football season. Um. Some of us are are still in the playoff hunt. Others um waved bye bye to to our our title dreams a long time ago. Um, if, if you're at, now, both of us are, are very much in the playoff hunt. Um, very much. If, if but for, for, for those of us who, who, you know, those of you who may be listening, who, um, who have suffered some, some heartbreaking defeats, um, as of late and, and may not be, do, do you keep trying or are you, are you still trying to pick up guys off the waiver wire? So, you know, I, I this situation is actually one that uh, Brendan, who, if you guys listen to the Breaking Bad podcast, you, you're familiar with him. He is, uh, unfortunately for him, out of the hunt for the playoffs. Yeah. And he was trying to decide if he should keep doing the waiver wire. There's guys he wanted to pick up. He's like, should I pick somebody up? Uh, I don't want to take a guy that somebody might actually need for the playoffs from them when it doesn't matter for me. Um, and I said, definitely. I said, keep trying. Like, you know, I think it's, it's better to keep trying even if you're out of it than to just give up and, you know, potentially let somebody who shouldn't have made the playoffs beat you because you didn't try, and then they take a spot from somebody who deserves it. Yeah, it, and, and I think especially when, when you're looking at every game counting, the last thing you want is is to lose, is to, like, be knocked out of the playoffs because somebody else lost to somebody who like, didn't even set a lineup that week. Mm-hmm. Right, like that in my mind is the absolute worst case scenario, because even if you, you know, even if you win, you do everything right, but somebody decides, hey, you know what, I'm like, you know, two and nine, screw this, I'm done. That, that, you know, I, I think that's that's just a sign of a bad league, and and frankly, it's just it's a really shitty way to, you know, to get knocked out. Yeah, and you know, I I, I think it would be. It would be harder to say that if there was a guy you really wanted and the person who was pretty much out of it was one ahead of you on the waiver wire and took that person. Yeah. But, you know, that's the game. That's, you know, that's the way the waiver wire works. And 
you know, I think I think keep picking up. I, you know, so the NFL faces the same situation. You know, do, do these top teams pull their their players for the last game of the season, potentially giving you know somebody who wouldn't have had a chance against them a chance to win and, and make some noise? Yeah, and, and I don't know. I I kind of follow the philosophy of I, I think you you play every game all the way through, and and I think that goes for fantasy. So. Yeah. But and I think I think not setting your lineup is a is a uh, kick out of all offense. You know, oh, if, I, I, you I, I, if you don't set your lineup for a week, it, you know, I don't, I don't really care what your reason is. It's, you know, there's it, it's not that hard to check it once a week. It, you know, this is this is a fantasy baseball, right? Like, you know, just just do it and and get it done. But you know, our, our league as uh, as as dedicated as we all are to it. Uh, nowhere even close to a leak that you heard about this week. Yeah, I was out at the bar uh, the other night, and this guy was was really excited because Adam Venateri kicked a like fifty yard field goal, and I was like, "Oh, nice! You got him on your fantasy team." He's like, "Yeah, he's on my dynasty team." And I was like, "Oh, that what is that like fantasy football?" And he's like, "Yes, but it's it's a little bit more extreme." So, dynasty league is a thousand dollars a year to play, and the winner is only paid out every five years. And so you keep, and you have to keep, I think he said you have to keep four guys every year on your team. So wow. it's like, it's like an extreme version of a keeper league. And then there's a cost per transaction as well. Um, and and it, I mean, it, so it's every five years. So you figure if there's 10 people in that league, 12 people in that league for five years, a thousand bucks a piece. Is, would you want to do that fantasy league? If, if, if I, I feel like if I had the money, I wouldn't mind it. But I feel like the, I mean, I would I would much rather take that thousand dollars every year and and go on a trip somewhere, um, or you know invest it. Probably, probably go on a trip. Um, if I if I had that much money invested in a fantasy football league, a I would have been jumping up and down every single field goal Adam Vinatieri hit because I yeah. want these points. And like, I think I'd have to have a house with nine TVs to be able to watch every NFL game all the time. And I would be like stunned. I mean, it would be. I feel like that would be my life way more than fantasy football is right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I think, you know, it, it's funny because I think the, um, the the season finale for the league is on tonight, and which I haven't seen any of this season because it's on some network. I, I have no idea where to find it. Oh, FXX. Yeah, I don't think I get that. I don't really. I've just been watching them on demand. It's been pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll catch up at some point, but. I mean, the simple fact of the matter is, like, you know, the guys on that show are really into the league, but you also never really see them do their jobs. <laughs> um, I, I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, man, like, I wish be, you know, the guys in the league. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to do my job 90% of the time, too. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's the only way I can afford, you know, this wonderful apartment with my American flag. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know the league is a great show. I, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun to watch. But I feel like when we first started our league, everybody in the league was like, "Oh, that person's the Rafi, and that person's the Taco, and we gotta have the Sacco." And it's like, well, I mean, we're not we're not those guys. Like, we want to have our own traditions and our own characters. We don't want to be the guys from the league. Yeah. Um. No, I I, I absolutely agree, and I, I think we've we've got. I mean, I I think I think the. And, and you know, and this is kind of a whole other subject altogether. But I, I think the, the 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 main thing that's very deceiving about about the show, it's like, oh man, like you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do a lot of trash talking and you know, talk about this, you know, talk about our our teams in in the league amongst ourselves all the time. It's just not the case, and I think part of it may be that you know, some of us are just kind of geographically spread out. Yeah, and I mean, how think about you, next year. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have a guy in Hawaii next year for, for crying out loud. So, um, you know, that's, I think that that's that's interesting. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If, if, if you, you know, if, if you're in a fantasy league and, and you're you're still plugging along or if you've, you know, quit, tweet us at Nettie Bros. Let us know. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see with our, our guy who's going to be in Hawaii next year. Uh, what is... What is what does fantasy football look like for him? I mean, the games start at one. That's what is that seven a.m. Hawaiian time? Yeah. So if a guy is a is it a eleven a.m. scratch from a game that's on his team, like he's not going to be able to change it. No, 
No, it's it's going to suck. I mean, is he, even, is he even going to play fantasy? He might not even play next year. I'm sure he will. I I I would I would bet that that he does. I mean, it's it's hard enough for me to do. You know, I mean, and I'm I'm three hours behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, yeah, you got you got to know by nine a.m. and you got to you know, luckily you can do it on your phone. A couple years ago, yeah, really screwed. But you know that that requires me being up at nine a.m. on Sundays. So, which isn't always the easiest thing. Yeah, that's um, true. Well, let's uh, let's move on to mixed case here. Uh, you know, we uh, if, if you missed it uh, a, a few weeks ago, we did a fantastic fall and winter movie preview. Uh, one of those movies that I don't think we talked about was Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, it wasn't on there. I don't know if it came out of nowhere or what, but I think um... it did. So, so did did you did you actually get a chance to? To see it? Yeah, so I went to Dallas Buyers Club last night. Um, and Dallas Buyers Club is, a, I think, a movie you're going to hear a lot about come awards season. Uh, mm. It's with Matthew McConaughey, and he plays a guy who finds out he has AIDS. Uh, and he, he, he starts kind of like, a, like an alternative medicine um, program for other people who have AIDS. And it's about him overcoming, you know, his, oh, he's this guy in Texas, so it's his own, like, stereotypes about people who have AIDS and... Um, and HIV, and it takes place in the '80s too, so it's 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 a very different time than than now for people with HIV and AIDS. Yeah, um, the, my friend that I went to it with, he said it is a better version of Patch Adams, and I think that's probably pretty true. Huh, f- fascinating. Where yeah. pro- probably with less clowns and more AIDS, right? Yeah, yeah, less Robin <laughs> Williams, but it yeah. was it was really good. I mean, McConaughey was pretty amazing in it. Hmm. I wouldn't even have thought that that was him. He didn't look like him at all, and he, you know, this is this isn't the dude who was in Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Yeah, and 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 then this was a uh, it was a true story, right? Or at least like some yeah, based on I, I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't know any of the story about about these buyers clubs, which I guess were, you know, there were a thing in the eighties. I don't know if they still are something, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I definitely get out and see that. I I, I think it's a good one, and it uh, wasn't as much of a tearjerker as I was expecting. So that's good. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I I went and saw another true story. Um, <laughs> Thor. <laughs> um, you know, again, not not a tearjerker, um, but but uh, you know, j- just um, you know, it's a story about a, a a demigod who who fell in love and you know was. Was you know willing to transport back from his own planet to save the, the woman he loved. Um, so you know a a good old good old fashioned love story in, in every sense of the word. I, no, I I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was a, a solid just kind of like summer flick, or I guess not so quite not quite summer flick. But yeah, weird this didn't quite, come out quite, summer. Yeah, yeah. It it just it, it kind of felt like you know it's Vegas, so it was still warm outside when I left the theater, but. Um, it was fine. It, it was it was a it was a good movie, and I, I think that you know, I mean, he'll be good in the next Avengers movie, and you know, yada yada yada. So, is it worth seeing in the theater, or can I wait till it's you know out? I think I, I think you, I think you can wait, but I, I I mean I would encourage you to watch it, but there's really no reason to see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, I think it's it's a great like non NFL Sunday movie. Right? Where you know you, you wake up a little hungover, you go, you get yourself a nice sandwich. Yeah, Thor you, you, <laughs> you find that bad boy on demand. You watch a little Thor. That that that's exactly what, what you should be waiting for. What Thor, is your what is your on deck what, what movie is, right now? Thor what is it good for? <laughs> um <laughs> Um, isn't Hunger Games coming out this weekend? Hunger Games does come out this weekend, and I, I've read both the book or all three of the books. Um, I'm, well, I, uh, I I fly to go visit go visit my parents in Florida on Friday night. Oh, I'll go, you'll be on the East yeah, Coast. So yeah, exactly. So I, I will, and I'll be in the East Coast all week. So we'll be able to uh, do some some East Coast potting. Thanksgiving card. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to see that. I might see a couple other movies, depending on, on what else comes out. But, I mean, pr- probably Hunger Games with my with, with the family. I'd really like to see 12 Years a Slave still. I, I, did you ever see that one? No, I didn't. And I almost feel like I'm just going to wait for it to come out on video. Um, you know, it, it, from what I understand, it's a pretty, you know, there's some strikingly disturbing 
you know, images in it. And I, I like to see movies like that sometimes, just kind of at home, where, you know, if it's a little too raw, I can always, you know, pause it and go, you know, make a sandwich and then come I'm, back. And... I'm saving my comment that I, I wanted to say. I'm not going to say that. That's a Natty Bros. After Dark comment that I was going to make. Okay. All right. <laughs> Remind me to tell you after we get off the pod. Yeah. Um, so anyway, speaking, talking about soup. <laughs> soup, um, according to the Washington Post, Ezra Klein is, is on the decline. Um, America falling out of love with soup. But Zach, you say no. Why? First of all, I had soup the last two lunches. Um, now, partially because I'm, I'm getting over being sick. So I got a good spicy Asian soup yesterday for lunch and uh i had a i had a can of chicken noodle today for lunch damn uh i don't think soup is on the decline i think canned and pre-processed soup is on the decline and i think that's because with the internet it's easier for people to get more recipes for crockpot stuff and i think more people are making their own soup and it's easier to make your own soup now and then and then eating that so i think people are still eating soup so, so what you're saying is, is that even if the quantity is decreasing, the quality of soup higher than ever. Well, and you can't measure, you know, how many people made corn chowder in their crock pot last night. You can't really oh. measure that unless you unless you measure like, you know, how many people bought the ingredients. I guess. Is, is, but isn't, that, is, isn't that what the NSA thing was all about? Is, was it the, the government was was like tapping into our crock pots to see how much corn chowder we were making? Yeah, exactly. Or. or Okay, I I really didn't understand it, so that's that's kind of my assumption. Um, you know, I I had I had soup last night as as course for my the first course of my dinner. I had some tom ka at a, a lovely lovely Thai restaurant nice. called Coal Mall here in uh here in the, the Las Vegas Valley. Um, yeah, I just soup. It's it's great. It's fantastic. And you know, if you're eating a sandwich, sometimes. A little, a little soup on the side. Yeah, I like soup all the time. Uh, there's a place by my office. Well, sort of. It's not that close. It's called Zoop. And it's just, it's an all-soup place. And you can try all the soups before you eat them. Um, I really like it. I was at a party this weekend, and I was talking to somebody who works over there. And I was like, oh, you work right by Zoop. And she's like, yeah, I'm not really a fan. I'm going to back up now. Yeah, all right. Um, so are you going to leave or am I? Because Zoop is a... Zoop is like my office. My coworker and I went to Zoop once, and we always talk about like, oh, we got to go to Zoop again sometime. That was so good. Maybe I, Friday. I, oh god, Friday Zoop. Um, what? Like, like are are people either soup people or not soup people? Are, are is there any middle ground in in the soup debate? I think there's a lot of middle. I don't. I would think there's a lot of middle ground because I think there's people who are like, yeah, I'll eat soup like when I'm sick or when it, when it's cold out. Um, but like, you know, I've, I've always been a soup person. Any, like really any kind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a big stew and chowder guy myself as well, but a, a good soup. Do you, I, do you classify chili as soup? No, no, yeah. I do. No, it, it, it's. I mean, this is the thing. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna lump it in with with one of the three, with the chowder, a, a stew, or or a soup, I think it's more of a it's more of a stew than anything. Yeah, I agree with that. I I lump stew and chowder together with soup as well. I mean, I just kind of you know, like if I'm gonna get soup, oh, kind, I'm gonna get some clam chowder. I'm gonna get beef stew. Yeah, I I I, I still don't think that that chili. And chicken noodle soup are at all the same thing. Yeah, and there's, the there's a lot thing. of variations, and you know we could, we could do a whole podcast about this. And and Grantland's Super Bowl tournament that they did yeah. a few years ago, I think, is probably one of the main inspirations for for Natty Bros becoming a thing. I, I mean, for, for my life, yeah. I, I I wake up every you know every single morning, and I I I just I think you know which which soup should I aspire to be today? Just be super every day. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you can use the hashtag be super, and that's S O U P E R to let us know that you've made it all the way to this point. Well, w- one last uh, one last Bev Raj in the in the next case coin. Um, the the next next way that we're going to be be paying for stuff like soup 
Yeah, the next generation um, of the credit card. Yeah. Um, coming out soon, right? Coming out uh, at some point next year? Yeah, the summer of next year. It was just announced maybe a week ago, and uh, right now you can get it for half the price. So it's $50 if you buy it online right now, uh, and you'll get it next summer. And the idea of it is, is that it's like one credit card that will take the place of all your credit cards. Um, it does not work as an ATM card. I think it will work as debit, but it won't work as an ATM card. Hmm. And, and so you just select which card you want to use, if you want to use your, um, your your business card or if you have multiple credit cards. And, and it's just one card. It's probably a little thicker than a regular credit card. Uh, and links up with your phone as well, so it has a lot of fraud protection things in it. You can cancel your cards right on there. Um, if your phone and your card are, are separated by, by too far, you'll get an alert reminding you that you left your, your card somewhere. Um, and eventually your card will deactivate if it's far enough away from your phone. Um, are you are you buying this? Are you buying in on this? Well, what what happens if you're at a bar and they they want to keep your card? I think that the that's I haven't thought about that, um, but I think that it's far enough away. You know, I don't think it's like ten feet. I think it, if you're in like another building, but that's when you'll it, get the alert. But, but is there a, is there a distinguishing characteristic on the device itself that that someone would be able to look at and say, oh yeah, like that, like that's your coin? It's got a little screen on the front, so I think it would probably have your name. Okay. Okay. Uh, what I worry about, I mean, I, I, there's a couple things I worry about. I read the FAQs, and they seem to answer some of them, but I'm still not. I'm not sold on it enough that I would I would buy into this particular one because it's so early. Yeah. Uh, the biggest one that I worry about is okay. So you have your your personal card and your business card, and there's just a button on the top to change from personal to business. And they say that it's it's hard. You you have to like deliberately press it for that to happen. But what if it gets, you know, you're at like a, somewhere you don't want to put on your business card. You're at like a strip club or something. And yeah, you give the waitress your card. And she, yeah, or, yeah. And she, and she accidentally swipes your business card because she hit the button and switches. And even if you take that transaction off, you know, you, you take it off, it's still on your business card. I, I just, yeah. I don't know, that, that part, like, or even if it's something that's not as controversial, if you're just, like, out for a nice dinner and you accidentally pay with it, your business card for it, you know, like, you don't want to have, do you want to go through the hassle of your HR department to get that, that charge taken care of? Like, the, nobody wants to do all that paperwork. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, if, if you're, you know, if you're still with us and, and you think, uh, you think this is something you, you may want to buy or you plan on buying or maybe you've already bought. Tweet us at Natty Bros and let us know. Yeah, my other concern is, you know, I always have phone battery issues. Mm. So what happens if my phone dies? Is, does the coin not work anymore? I don't want to be stuck somewhere without a credit card because my phone battery died. Yeah, that that I think is is a huge a huge issue, right? It's, because if 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 you you know if you're somewhere your your coin dies and and you've got um yeah. Anyway, the coin battery is supposed to last like two years, so it's not the battery for the card. But you know, they say that it un- you know if it unlinks from your phone, then it eventually deactivates. So what if you're out? And it's you know three in the morning, your phone died, and your credit card is a coin, and it won't work because it can't it can't link up with your phone. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean all 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 good questions. So answer the questions, coin. Answer them. Answer them now. I, I also think we're headed more towards like away from credit cards anyways, where everything's just going to be on your phone. You're not going to actually swipe a card for anything anymore. You might swipe a thumbprint. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know the idea of investing a lot of money in new credit card technologies when there's other, other better technologies that are going to be coming in the next five, 10 years. Exactly. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's move on to, uh, the, the, the chug, um, you know, speaking of, of apps and new technology, the, the first thing you have on here uh, is uh, an app that I can't pronounce. I think it's pronounced Humano, um, like Hermano. And, and this is one that somebody just uh, introduced me to. It's really, really cool. So it's it's an app on your phone. It it pulls articles from different different websites and blogs, and it turns them into spoken word. And they have really good speakers on there. It's almost like NPR uh, and it tells you, you know, this time article will take two minutes and 45 seconds. And you just listen to it on your phone. It, it's like a lot of mini podcasts, and it's a really good way to, if you're trying to read some articles and you're just not in a position where you can read or just don't feel like reading, it's like audiobooks for for articles. Uh, and they, they alert you for trending articles, and you can recommend them to friends. 
it's free app. I definitely recommend it. The the voice talent they get on there is really really good. So it's called Humanic. Well, you know, I I, uh, I I I very well might be checking it out. Especially again, you know, you use Pocket a lot, and you know we you know we we always look for for new ways to kind of. Um, you know, to to kind of prioritize the, the the things that we we see that we're interested in. Yeah, it's so. a good way to consume data, consume information when you might not normally be able to. Yeah, but don't well, use it to replace the Natty Bros podcast because we're it, your one stop shop for beer, sports, and other BS. Exactly. Well, you know, the next one, um, it's Wonderful Life, but is it going to be a wonderful sequel? You know, the year of the movie, two thousand fifteen. With a something that that very well may spoil it, uh, and it's a Wonderful Life sequel. You uh, you bro or foe on this? I'm foe. Uh, I it's a Wonderful Life. It's a great movie. It's a classic. I just I'm not interested in seeing a sequel for it. You know, it's nothing sacred anymore. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. I uh, I think even if they completely deliver on this, it's just not going to be anywhere or close. Yeah. Um. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, which one are you? We can talk about these at length later after they've been out for a little bit. Uh, which one are you more interested in, or neither? Um, you know, I'm probably interested more in the Xbox One because I've, I've had, you know, the Xbox before. But I think since I know you're going to get the PS4, I'm probably going to wait and see how you like it. And maybe I'll, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll jump on board the bandwagon. Yeah, I, I I am more on the PS4 bandwagon. I've been an Xbox person for a while though, uh, but PS4 is a little cheaper, and the reviews for the Xbox One are just not not sounding that great. Yeah, absolutely. And and finally, we end on our bread and butter. Sorry, I couldn't help it. The, the butter sandwich. The, the butter sandwich. As I was walking home today to listen to another podcast, and they were talking about the butter sandwich, which is a thing. And they're arguing, is it a sandwich or not? And I guess it's just two pieces of bread with butter in between. That that in my mind fulfills. I mean, if if peanut if a peanut butter sandwich is peanut is, is a sandwich, butter sandwich is a sandwich. How disappointed would you be if you had like a sandwich grab bag and it was just like just grab one and you grab it, you bite into it, and that's just butter. Depends on the depends on the quality of butter. Really? Okay. Frankly, I, I would yeah. be I would be like. Mm. I don't know. Not my thing. Um, but in France, they do ham and butter sandwiches, which are very, very good. Exactly. Well, and, and with that, we're, uh, we're at the end. So gra- grab a sandwich, and while you're doing that, follow us on, uh, on Twitter, at Natty Bros. Like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Natty Bros. Subscribe to us on iTunes, which you can find at nattybros.com. Yeah. And tell a friend. And let us know if you have topic ideas or are a Thanksgiving expert. Yeah. So, uh, and as always, thanks for listening and YOLO. YOLO.